Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. As always, is Thomas the Motos Davis and Alan Thomas, gentlemen. How are you doing this evening? Doing good. So far, so good. Good. Well, it, it is that time of the year once again where we look back and evaluate all the games that came out this year and give awards for all sorts of things. So, if you're one of the five people who listen to the show and you happen to be a game developer, this show's for you. <laughs> Our categories this evening are best ongoing game, uh, any game that came out that could have come out from a, a year or two ago or whatever, and is getting updates and or patches or DLC. Uh, best game we played for the first time this year, or new to you, as Alan is going to call it. Most disappointing game, most anticipated game from next year, and then game of the year, which is simply our favorite game from this year. So we're going to go ahead and start with best ongoing game. And I'm going to toss this one to Thomas because I know he, this is probably the one he had the biggest problem with, with the actual game. awards. (laughs) So I'm going to give this one, I'm going to pitch this one to uh, Thomas to start off with. So I think my best ongoing game is, well, a game called Warframe for those who don't know, it is a free to play third person action game where it, sci-fi setting where you take a place where you're essentially a space ninja doing space ninja things um and the game for a long time has been pretty pretty linear uh essentially you go you select a mission you go into the mission the mission has a randomly generated tile-based map that you're running through killing enemies completing your objectives and then you run to the end um and Throughout its inception, it's been getting updates, UI changes to make the game better, make it more fun to play, new Warframes with different abilities, new uh, areas to explore, tons of events that change up the way the game works and add new game modes. Uh, And this year, not more than a few months ago, they released their what could easily be considered their biggest update yet. They added a gigantic open world map where you could literally just run out into it. You don't need to have like any missions or anything like that. You just run out to the, the either spawn in this air, in this map or spawn in the town connected to it and just run out the door. Um, and you just explore and you can collect go- You can collect materials and you can fight enemies and you can run little like missions as they kind of randomly pop up. Or you can go out in the town and get specific missions that will give you like a list uh, from a list of different rewards for completing it, kind of like you would in any other uh, like mission mode, and run out and do those instead. And it's got a night day night cycle and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, then on top of that, because they weren't done after that, 
they've already they already ran through their first event that took place on the main the the main world essentially uh where an enemy type that normally doesn't appear there started spawning there and and you were given rewards for killing them stuff like that they've added another warframe they've included a new prime warframe which is essentially an upgraded version of one of their existing warframes and they've just constantly been doing this and they haven't stopped even after this giant update and even before they were constantly iterating they were constantly pushing new stuff out and frankly that's easily my best ongoing game yeah um you know it's this game's warframe is so bizarre to me because i remember when it came out it was like a launch title for the ps4 um i mean it came out on pc as well but it was like hey there's this free-to-play game it was one of really the only like when the ps4 launched there was you know a handful of games but this was one of the games that it launched i guess with on the on the shop so i downloaded it and i got into it for like a couple hours and i was kind of like okay this is cool um and then it was like a year later thomas is like hey you should check out warframe and i did and it was like a totally different game Mm -hmm. and now (laughs) seriously every six months you're like you need to check out warframe and every like every six months i'll at least either play it for a little bit more or i'll like watch gameplay footage and i mean it is a totally different game i mean completely different game they are are not happy with stagnation and they're more than willing to just mess with everything if it means making a better game and you got to respect that yeah it's insane how like how it's not just like oh it's updating it and it's bigger and better i mean it's completely different game and it's cool i like it yeah so yeah warframe and uh what did what did the game awards give it to overwatch i think (laughs) overwatch so So if you really like skins or like a couple new characters yay warframe yeah so warframe is deserving um all right alan your best ongoing game uh well this is i mean one of the games i played the most this year and actually we played quite a bit i am gonna have to go with titans uh titans quest titans quest, <laughs> titans quest. <laughs> that's what i wrote no not it's <laughs> it, but grim dawn yeah to be fair to be fair titans quest does compete in this category since it, they yeah. released an expansion pack they for it and uh i believe isn't it getting a ps4 version next year or isn't oh. are they coming I think no, I, saw, I, thought I saw that. I yeah, I believe it's there's a Titan Quest PS4 uh, thing coming out next year. Well, I'm glad that games, even if it's like you know way too late, I'm glad it's getting some love because <laughs> it definitely deserves it. <laughs> and uh, Grim Dawn just came out with an expansion um, that added a couple classes, uh, change all that much of the game, but it did add a lot more area. Uh, and it's just, I mean, solid game. It's in my opinion the best. ARPG. I, I guess Diablo 3 would qualify as ongoing as well, but I haven't played that game once in the last year. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so the so the DLC came out this year is when it came out, like this or the summer yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 Uh I played uh Grim Dawn for the first time this year after we did our Steam Spotlight and talked a little bit about it, or our RPG spotlight and talked about it. And I liked it a lot. I I um I was the first to die. Um, when we when we were playing, but I've actually rip. I know rip it. Um, we need a wall. He's gone, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I actually went in and I put in like another like ten to 
probably 20 hours uh, without you guys and just like grinding my character up and stuff like that. So he's a little bit higher, 50 cool. or something. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's you can you can't you can definitely tell it's like a smaller studio that worked on it, but I don't know. I was super addictive while I was into it for that little bit. So yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I guess it's my turn. So my best ongoing game is a game that was a total sp- to me, and is actually one of my game of the year candidates, and that would be. NBA Playgrounds. Um, so Alan and I talked a little bit about this earlier um, this year. But NBA Playgrounds um, is essentially one of these like sequels to the NBA Jam series. Um, and one of the things that's just really cool is that kind of by surprise, the developers have just like really been supporting it. Um, so one of the cool things about NBA Playgrounds as opposed to say like the Jam series is that in the Jam series, you're kind of forced to pick a team and then you're you have to pick players on that team i mean sometimes they have legends and things like that but the cool thing about nba playgrounds is that you can just pick any two players like from nba history and play them so they're constantly adding players like they added um like rookies and things like that and they've added like new levels and most almost all of it's been free they finally just had their first paid dlc and it was literally just for like an arena um, and it's like dirt cheap too. So it's just really cool that they've really been supporting it. It was kind of a shock. And I'm a big fan of like the NBA Jam series. Um, so I've poured a ton of hours into this game. And uh, if you are a fan of arcade kind of sports games, you should check it out. It's too bad you suck at NBA Jam. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, beat Th- I, beat, I beat Thomas. Alan beat me when I was in Portland last week. We played, uh, we played some... NBA I blame I blame the I fact lost. that it was an arcade. If it, if we were playing on a console, man, I would have had yeah. you dead the rights. Although, well, I will say I did beat Allen and and NFL Blitz. So you did, I mean, you did, I, I did. So, um, okay, all right. So now we're going to move on to our best uh, retro game, our bucket list game, whatever you want to call it, new to you game. And uh, Alan, I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, my best new to you this game is sort of a retro game, but uh, not quite. It would be Stardew Valley. Nice. Um, it's basically, so for those who aren't familiar, it is uh, basically Harvest Moon, but just, in my opinion, quite a bit better than any of the iterations that came out You know of Harvest Moon in the past. Uh, you get inherit a farm from your grandfather, and you, you build that up. There's sort of lots of ways you can make money to kind of go about that. So there's like mining, there's you can go and fight monsters in the mines, you can fish, you can um, raise animals, all these, and then you can grow crops and all sorts. There's tons of different crops you can grow. So it's a really deep game. You develop relationships with the people in the town, and that kind of unlocks different story paths and things like that is my understanding i barely even play the story of games like this i just really love the repetitive action of growing mm-hmm. shit for some reason yeah for whatever reason that's like all i care about it's who cares about making people like me i just like to fish i just fish master <laughs> fucking fisherman yep yeah um, and uh, it's a, it's it's a game that's really accessible too like you you can play yep. it in short spurts long spurts that's mm-hmm. nice yeah um i guess i better go because my game is also stardew valley uh so i didn't i didn't play it last year because um it came out I, th- I think thomas you can help us out on this one it came out on steam first right yes it was and a then PC this, launch first and then um, this year it came out on like ps4 and stuff correct 
Okay. Yeah, it started out in, in early access on Steam and saw its its 1.0 release and official launch well before it went to consoles, and then it went to I want to say it went to PS4 and then Xbox and then Switch. Wait, Matt, that. did you play it on Switch? Yeah, I have it on Switch. So it can't be your new to you game. It's out this year. No, because <laughs> well, no, no. It, it, so the game launched what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, early two thousand. Well, if that's the case, then I've got a big decision on my game of the year. Yeah, you do. Yeah. definitely. no, because I definitely, I definitely, I definitely get why Stardew Valley, having played it now, like won all of those game of the year awards last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, and I, I don't know, may, having it on the Switch, like being able to take it with me, is a lot of fun. And then make, I can sit down and play it um, on my TV. Um, but yeah, it's great. Just like Alan said, I, so I really, I never was really got super into harvest moon, but I did get really into animal crossing, which is also a similar, you know, type of game, um, where it's Mm. kind of best played. Eh, it's, there's similar things you can do in animal crossing. You gotta, you gotta walk flowers. Yeah. I guess it's pretty similar. You both get a house. Yeah. There's animals, (laughs) but there's like, there's like little daily quests you need to do and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, I mostly uh, just not the same dude, but okay. They are. I've, yeah, they are. I've played both. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I like, uh, I go mining quite a bit. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. I like to go down to the mine and, uh, you know, whack away at enemies and then, uh, you know, sell all my ore to make money. Um, fishing is probably the thing I've done the least farming. I'm kind of like, yeah, I guess, you know, I don't know. I guess at some point I need to start working on like my community center. I'll get to that at some point. Right now I'm talking to this girl who's, you know, got like, who wants to play video games. She seems pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> and I go to the arcade. I, I go to the I arcade. I haven't visited the community center. Like I haven't gone to the wizard yet. I, I'm a master fisher and I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's, I think that's like, that's like the point of Stardew Valley, right? Is like you can yeah. do all the, you know, Completing a lot of the stuff in the uh, the community center will unlock new areas for you to test out your master fishing skills. Spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> uh, yeah, I did get the homeless guy. Uh, I saw the little like quest with Mike. Like, I'll give him food, and then I saw something where he was like rummaging through the streets, and then some guy like caught him, and then said, "Hey, you know, you can have food." So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that old guy's <laughs> a dick. <laughs> <laughs> He is kind of mean, man. Sometimes he's sometimes he's real depressed. Um, but yeah, the the uh, fishing I haven't done a lot of my farming, but I'm all about the mine. I'm tr- I'm real close to uh, getting like my next sword, so I'm all about that. So always oh, nice. So okay, um, Thomas. So my game is quite a bit older than yours, <laughs> both of yours. Uh. I actually started playing Rogue Galaxy for the first time this year. And for those who may not be familiar with it, it is a RPG made by uh, Level 5, the same people who did the Dark Cloud series, Mm -hmm. White Chronicles, and a couple other various games. Professor Layton. Wait, did they do Professor Layton? Yep. Oh, yeah, I guess they did, didn't they? (laughs) But, yeah, so this is an RPG on the PlayStation 2. That's similar to the Dark Cloud games um, in terms of the way it, it controls. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Like I was it's it's been on my radar for a while and I just never got around to playing it until I, I saw it earlier this year on, on the PlayStation store. And I was like, oh, right. You know what? I might as well. It's on sale. So I picked up oh, yeah, Dark it's, Cloud, it's, Dark Cloud it's 2. One of those, uh, Galaxy. It's, one of, it's one of those PS2 on PS4 games where it's like digitally remastered. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah. And it, it it's pretty good. Like, I mean, I it's kind really of good. expected to it. Like, it's done yeah, by it's, the same team who did the Dark Cloud stuff. So it's pretty much, uh, I shouldn't say it's Dark Cloud 3, but it kind of is. It kind um, of is. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like how The Last of Us isn't really Uncharted 4, but it kind of was. Cause it was like, <laughs> you could tell like it was made by the same team and they're just doing a different direction. It's, it's like, stuff, but it's, yeah, the it's, mechanics it's a different, are the same and it plays and it feels the same, even though it's a different thing. Exactly. A different story direction and, it has all the weird little geoscape nonsense with mm. the, the factory setup where you have to craft your own uh, weapons and swords and stuff like that. Oh, it's you great. To, and it's, oh it's, God, it's, 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 it's a, too. it's a bigger scale, right? It's like all the stuff that all the stuff you saw in dark cloud one and two is now on a bigger scale, but not nearly as big of a scale as it turns into in white Knight chronicles. <laughs> white Knight chronicles kind of went too far. <laughs> Yeah, it and did. then they didn't know what to do with it, and thus White Knight Chronicles. But and they, yep. yeah, no, it was it's a really good game. Like the the Sorry, whole you, kind of say, Alan? they picked a terrible name, White Knight Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, but, but Rogue Rogue Galaxy. It's kind of like if you liked White Knight Chronicles, but you felt it was too much, go check out Rogue Galaxy. It's like the better. It's like. Yeah. The, it's like a if better you like, version. If of you that. liked White Knight Chronicles, go back and play Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud Two, and fucking Rogue Galaxy, and forget the White Knight Chronicles exists. <laughs> it's true. That that is definitely true. God help you if you picked up the second one. White Knight Chronicles Two. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I don't even think. Yeah. It's like a, it's. It was supposed to be this like this big. White Knight Chronicles. It's just a mess. Just a just a <laughs> anyways. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Rogue Galaxy. Rogue Galaxy. Great fucking game. Yep. Yeah. And I think you can get it for around like 15 bucks on the PS store if it's not yep. on sale. But. And when it, it does go on sale all the time. So. Okay. Well, now it's time to talk a little trash as we move on to our most disappointing games. So Ooh, I'm going to let baby. Alan go first because Thomas and I have uh, two games and they're both the same, and we're going to decide that. So we're going to let Alan go. <laughs> the Last Jedi. Uh, oh. Wait, oh. Wait, sorry. Most disappointing game. Got it. Most disappointing game. Accurate. 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 <laughs> Accurate. Um, this is a tough one. I, I'm a, I have a crappy memory for anything I didn't play like yesterday, so I forget all the things I played throughout the year. But uh, So for me, this is more a game that I like. I played a good amount, but that probably I put down because of some really annoying things about it. Uh, so for me, that was uh, Persona 5 this year. Wow, I thought that was going to be one of your Game of the Year candidates. So I, I, we talked about this game when I was playing it, and you probably heard me say good things about it. Um, and there are a lot of good things about it. But oh, yeah. for me, I could, not, I could not get as far into it as I wanted because of some really bad things about it. One of the things I hate the most about games is really long tutorials. Um, oh yeah, no. Avoid Xenoblade Chronicles X two or Xenoblade Chronicles two thing because that entire game's a tutorial. <laughs> so one of the thing, one of the my prime example of this is um, Nino Kuni one, the first Nino Kuni oh, yeah. I played that on PS3. The tutorial on that game before you get to really do the things that the game touts you being able to do is so long that I just quit. I, I, I don't care to learn that slowly. 
And Persona 5, the way that it meters you through being able to do all of these things that it shows you just little tastes of doing, it's just too long. Like, I, I, I get all these features. It's great. Let me learn them on my own. Like, you don't need to meter them out or, or pace them out this right. much. I just want to play the game. Yeah, don't, don't hold your hand. Don't hold your hand the entire time. Yeah, it and felt some, like some weird catering maybe to, like, the American audiences. I don't know if maybe older games in the series had this problem. This is the first I've played, but... Uh, Persona 5 feels a little more heavy-handed than previous Persona games. Like, there's always been a kind of, like hey, there's a lot of stuff that's going to open up over time and you'll get the little tutorial message when that happens. But I will say Persona 5 definitely kind of goes, hey, do you know this? Hey, do you know this? Yeah, I wonder, more than the other one. I wonder if they did that because I th- I'm, I'm just going to guess that they thought this might be a lot of people's first Persona game. Maybe on the new console. But, yeah, because yeah, it's... It's, well, I mean, the series has definitely grown a lot more than it has in previous generations. Right. Well, and I think four is is was hugely popular, so maybe they expected five would pick up a new fan base. But it wasn't even so much like tutorial or like messaging. It was so for me, I guess maybe the biggest thing was just so persona. You basically play days like each day sort mm-hmm. of advances the story or gives you an opportunity to train or do this or that. But it's it. They took away so much control over what you could do each day that it just felt like they had this vast amount of stuff, but they only gave you like ten percent of it each day, and that was a, that. Would just, it just so, seemed like why? Why not give me all of this stuff? For those that may be wondering, um, pretty much you have different. You can do a different action on a different time of each day. But on story di- on days where there is a story mission or a continuation of a story mission, usually that whole day is taken up by that story. And there are several instances, especially in the early game, it kind of it kind of gets better in the late game. Like it, it definitely they don't do that as much, and or at least you'll be able to anticipate it better because it's like, okay, I got three more days until this dude is is done with his thing, and then that's going to probably take another two days off of that. But early game like you're like oh hey you can now go to the batting cage and learn how to hit and you know get up get your skills up but you're not going to be able to do that for four (laughs) days because the story is going to take up four fucking days yeah Yeah. exactly and i I definitely get that and that got to me while i was playing too It, it happens in the other persona games too but it's just it's right there in your face every time it's just like oh cool i can do this thing now Except I can't because I got to play through two hours of story with no choice at that point. Right. It, it is just dangling that carrot and then yanking it away. And then you'll yeah. see it sometime in an hour. Yeah. yeah. Introduce it to me when I can do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can definitely, I can definitely say, see that. And that's, that's perfectly reasonable reasons for saying that's a disappointing game. Like, yeah. Wow. That I... kind of stuff just gets to you. I totally thought Alan was going to say Mass Effect Andromeda. Was... That wasn't that disappointing. I, I also that was kind of that game was also kind of broken down a little before I even got to it. I actually thought it was way better than a lot of people were critiquing, okay. were critiquing it as. I don't know. I think that game was just a shitty game. <laughs> it, it was. It was like watching a B movie. Like you, you go into that going like, "All right, I know this isn't good." Let's see what you got. 
And then you're laughing at all the silly shit and laughing at how bad the storyline is. And, and it becomes a different experience. But if you walked into that going like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going back to the old story driven Mass Effects. Yeah, that game's a disappointing mess. Yeah, I didn't go into it thinking that. So, yeah, that was it, just it, different circumstance. If you're going to play Andromeda, play it as a B-movie game, and it's perfectly fine. <laughs> okay, well, now it comes to Thomas and I, and I think Thomas and I, I don't, I don't know if you have any other games, but I think Thomas and I have narrowed ours down to For Honor and Destiny 2. And there's, there's, definitely, there's definitely been some other disappointing games, Mass Effect Andromeda, but it really comes down to these are games that I want to play. Yeah. Yep. So and Thomas and I have gone Thomas and I have gone back and forth on this all year. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) pretty much. Uh, Well, so let's go ahead and start from the beginning. Let's start with For Honor. Yeah, let's start with For Honor. Okay, so I'll say this For Honor. We saw the trailers and I was like, wow, this game looks cool. And, Mm -hmm. you know, last year I was a novel concept. It was a, a third person kind of fighting. It was a third person fighting game that took place in like a open map with some some like minor strategy uh yeah well i would say not strategy so much as zone control zone control and then it had fucking dynasty warriors yeah Yeah. (laughs) where you're playing a hero unit that was super overpowered compared to all the little soldiers and there were sections where they're just fighting and you just come and sweeping your sword around slaughter and everybody it sounds like you're describing a third person maba I mean, it, and it's not. It really isn't. Yeah. And the reason why I would say tried, it isn't we tried is to because descri- it's we tried to describe it as that. Like earlier this year, when we were talking about what this game was, I definitely remember us both like bringing that up at one point, and then we both immediately were just like, "Yeah, but it's not." Like, yeah, it, it, it's like, like it sounds kind of like that way from the offset. I think the best way to say it is, it is a territory control based fighting game. Where yeah. you're running to different zones to control them, so like in like you would in a shooter, where it's like, oh, I need to go to point A and capture point A. But any sort of combat involving characters is blatantly a fighting game. Yeah, like yeah. there there are times when you block, there are times when you fight, there are combos that you can interrupt and not interrupt, and like there's there's tells for figuring out which those are, so you can it, react accordingly. It is a, a fighting game. It's a more. It's like a more technical. It's like a more it's like a more technical Dynasty Warriors, I guess. To really cuz like mm. Dynasty cuz in Dynasty Warriors when you get to zones and you have to do one-on-one battles, you're still held to those like arcadey controls. Yeah, Whereas, and that's why I would say it's a it's a, a more of a fighting game because yeah. it is literally just like here's all the here's the territory control and the kind of large map that you're running around. But anytime you're actually fighting somebody, it it goes Full fighting. Game. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you got your, yeah. your. It's like a 3D fighter, kind of like a Tekken mm-hmm. or a Soul Calibur, where you're you're dodging around your opponents. You're trying to mm-hmm. to go for in for for hits when they drop their guard. It's in so practice, unique. It is. It's, un, it's very. Un, it is a very unique game. It is a game that I went in wanting to enjoy, and for the most part, I did. Like yep. the game was a lot of fun to play. You get your your character that you get good with, and there were balance issues, but there always are. Yeah. But 
and there's there's three different there's three different factions. You have Vikings, samurai, and knights. And it's it was so much fun to level them all up differently, and like they all mm-hmm. play completely differently. Oh um, yeah, and, like, and you and, like, can unlock and, different skills for them, and, and and like and different armor and what that does. Um, yeah, and, all, and it was just and even the different modes like where you can do like one on one battles, you can do four and four, you can do it with the like the big main mode where you have the little guys running around. And, and this, this all plays into a giant conqu- uh, faction war where it's a three way oh, war so for cool. territory. Yeah. And here's the thing is like they thought everything out. They put like they're like, all right, this is how this is going to work. This is how the combat's yeah. going to work. This is going to have you know, like the different character setups and why they are, are these classes, because there's like the, the, the general fighter, the big heavy tank class, the, mm-hmm. the big damage dealer class that was kind of like glass cannon. And then you had the uh, what was it? it was like this the the special class where it was like oh yeah they can do a couple different things maybe not as well but they're more flexible yep it's like they put so much thought into this This, game this game and this game could so easily before you say it this game could so easily be game of the year it could have easily (laughs) you'd think like we're giving this so much praise why is this for most disappointing it all comes down to the servers like yep. so this is a multiplayer game more importantly it's a multiplayer fighting game it really is a fighting game and you kind of expect all right for a fighting game you need to have a certain level of precision there needs to be a certain level of, of speed in communication to allow the game to not feel like you're getting cheated uh I would say it didn't quite have that level. In fact, nope. I would say it didn't have that level at all. Yeah. It basically because they went with like a peer to peer server, what would happen well, is it, yeah, it, the problem isn't even the problem wasn't even necessarily lag. It it was like it was, it, was, it was lag, it was host advantage, it was host disconnecting, disconnected everybody from that, that game. And that was the big, and for me, that was the big one, was that you'd be playing, and you'd be almost done, and then the host would just drop out, and you would have just wasted 20 minutes. Because you don't, it's not like, we'll get to Destiny, but at least in Destiny, where you have like a bounty system that you could complete throughout like yeah, a like match, you, like at least at least even if you get disconnected, yeah, you're not going to get your end rewards, but you are at least still you, earning something throughout the match. Whereas in this, you would just lose everything. So it's yeah, a waste of there'd time. Be, there'd be no rewards. There'd be no progress for your faction. There'd be nothing. You'd just be dropped. And mm-hmm. if you're late into a game and the host didn't like where it was going, that's all it took. Yep. And the fucked up part is like all of these things are really basic network issues that people have been dealing with since this introduction of multiplayer, like online shooters. Yep. Like there are reasons why for certain games, people really want dedicated servers, not because because it's essentially a, a balanced setup where it's like, Hey, everybody is connecting to the same server. We don't have to deal with, uh, the host maybe having a better connection than somebody else. We don't have to worry about the host having a worse connection than everybody else. You don't have to deal with that because it's all coming from the same source. Mm-hmm. And they said when, because this was a big thing, a lot of people were asking, like, why the hell doesn't this game have dedicated servers? This seems like the obvious decision. 
they were saying like, well, the issue isn't the way we run our, uh, the way we run connections. The issue is the data that we're, we're sending back and forth. And that argument really fell flat because even if it is about the data you're sending back and forth, having a dedicated server gives you a stable platform to determine why you're seeing the issues you are seeing. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with peer-to-peer, you're dealing with all sorts of different factors on why the host may not getting be getting the data that people are sending to it, or vice versa, or maybe not in order, or whatever. Having that dedicated server at least gives you something that you can go, all right, these are the issues we're seeing. This is the the what steps we can take to fix it. And the biggest problem, so the, so the reason this game becomes disappointing is that it's one thing to go out and buy a game for $60 and you just don't like it. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. The problem with this game is that you spend the $60 and you really want to play it, but you can't. And so yep. it's, it's such an interesting, it's, it's like the total opposite of a game being disappointing. Like, cause I, I don't know. It's total. It's like, I want to play the game, but I can't. It, it is. It's it's more aggravating than it is disappointing because it's just like this game is fun to play and it was fun to play. Oh, it was great. It is a game I'd like to spend more time in, but I cannot put the effort in if I cannot be sure that I'm going to be able to play it or I'm going to be able to play it and enjoy it or whatever. Like, it's just it's one of those like. For Honor was one of those games where I, several days, I sat down, I picked up the disc, and I thought to myself, I could play this, or I could guarantee that I'd have fun by going and playing something else. Yeah, and And I'll say say it again, here we are again, a new Ubisoft idea, title, and we're talking about it around most disappointing game of the year. It, it kills me because this one worked. This one was a this, good game. Yeah. <sighs> so okay. So now let's get to our other, Oof. our other game. <laughs> so we were definitely both big fans of Destiny One. Yep. We we put in our hours. We enjoyed the hell out of that game. I think it's safe to say we were both really looking forward to Destiny Two. I mean, it's essentially. They had all they by the end of year three, they had fixed a lot of the what people could consider the problems of Destiny one. Like uh, it was loot was a lot more entertaining, fun to get. It wasn't like a massive grind, but it wasn't like you were just getting handed junk that you weren't going to use. I mean, you were, but it, you know what I mean? Uh, essentially, it wasn't like you were getting everything and you didn't want anything. Um, the the plenty of varied game modes and a lot of the, some of there was plenty of stuff that comes with a game aging like the, the ton of different game modes new content different ways of randomizing randomizing content and there were a lot of improvements to just general quality of life improved vault space uh just the way yeah. you can turn in bounties the whole More book system was interesting yeah. because it always gave you something to shoot for like you're like all right well, what, what do I have left in this book that I'm working on? What of things do I have to do? Oh, I need to, to run this many heroic strikes, or I need to do this much of this type of damage. I can do that. Um, 
And it feels like they looked at everything they accomplished in Destiny 1 and just kind of threw it into the trash. Yep. Yeah, I will say they... they Pushed it right into the trash. Now, Thomas and I did do a Destiny 2 review. Um, We did. So you can can listen to that a lot more about the... All the intricate details about like, it, there's, but there's definitely the, there's definitely a lot of a lot of things we could go into that we already have. Yeah, they they tried they tried some new things. They changed Crucible from six players to four players, and, and some things worked, and some things, some things didn't. worked, some things didn't. But the biggest, I'd say, the biggest thing is that there's just not a. It's not that there's not a lot to do. It's that there's not a reason to come back. Exactly, and, and that's really what kind of kills me. Well there's a lot more to it now. Like, so the right. game's been out for long enough to get its first expansion and a, its first holiday event. And Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> it is become quite obvious as to where I would say Bungie and Activision want to take the destiny games. Yep. They have not really been subtle in their intention and it's kind of disheartening. Uh, and keep so, in mind, and keep in mind, we got a PC version of Destiny this year. We did, and the PC version is great. It's a lot of fun to play. It works really well. It's got everything going for it, except the fact that it's Destiny Two, which <laughs> kills me. I hate saying that, but the worst part about Destiny Two on PC is that it's Destiny Two. Yep. If it was Destiny One on PC that played that well and looked that good and ran that well. I would never have picked up the PlayStation 4 ver- uh, version of Destiny 1 ever again. Yeah. Never would have happened. But <sighs> Destiny 2, with its its most recent expansion pack, it's like the coolest armor is you have to, is an armor that comes from Eververse. doesn't really matter if it's the coolest armor because the armor sets don't Do have any value being separate from one another because you can just change the stat. You can change the... Uh, like what it does anytime you want by slotting in a different mod. Um, any sort of any sort of cosmetic item with the exception of like five shaders, I want to say all come from yeah. Eververse. Every single thing like your ghosts, your sparrows, most of your shaders, um, all your ornaments, all of that shit comes from Eververse with the exception of faction equipment. And this is the one thing I kind of like that they did in the expansion pack. Uh, was that like, if you have all of a certain faction's armor and you wear it all for while doing a specific series, uh, a specific thing, like I think uh, crucible is like, Oh, you need to win a couple games of crucible or, or vanguards. Like you need to kill a certain amount of dudes. Uh, you get an unlockable ornament, which for all of that gear set to change its look. And that's really cool. It's just, it feels like it's both not enough and doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say this. So I think, I think it might be kind of obvious what game we're going to go. With. <laughs> I it's, think we're both in the same mindset. I'll say this is that, Really, it came down to me. It came down to between For Honor and Destiny Two. It comes down to is it is what's more disappointing: a game that you really like but you can't play, or a game that you had really high hopes for? Because I played 
Destiny One like absorbed my life. And oh, yeah. the biggest problem oh, with yeah. Des- the biggest problem with me for me with Destiny Two is that Destiny Two's disappointments actually hurt Destiny One because the final year we got a weak expansion of Destiny One because they said we're working on Destiny Two and it was kind of like okay. So like a year of Mm -hmm. Destiny 1 was held back because of Destiny 2. And then when we get Destiny 2, I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting all excited. All right, Destiny's coming back. It's going to be great. I'm going to be playing hours and hours and hours. And it's a giant letdown and I haven't touched it. And so it's actually like influenced my thoughts on Destiny 1, which is probably one of my favorite games I've ever played. So for me, for me, I got to go with Destiny 2. Most disappointing so, game of the year, and that's that's I don't like have to I don't really I really don't like having to say that, but yeah, no, it's it sucks. Both of both of these games I would not like to put as most disappointing. Right. And to be fair, like on the run up to this, I was saying like I think my most disappointing is For Honor because while Destiny, Destiny Two is like it's a fun to play game that you have no reason to play, and they don't seem to at give a damn. At least you can play it. At least you can play it. Yeah, and I will say I did. I did try. I did try out for honor like the other weekend, and it is. I'm. I. I, I wouldn't say stable, <laughs> <laughs> but it's. It's. It's slightly better than it was, but it's still. You know. Yeah. But I, I was on the run up. Like I was saying, I think it's going to be for honor. I think my most disappointing is going to be for honor because it's a game that I, I enjoyed the hell out of. But just couldn't play. Yeah. And then the, the and then Destiny's the dawning event hit. And like Bungie put like showed all of their cards. Yeah. And so uh, essentially for those that don't know, uh the dawning is an event they started in Destiny One where it's it's their their winter holiday event where every they run around, you give gifts, you get cool gear. Um, and there's there's all sorts of unique little things to do in tower and it's fun. Um, and so I, I guess I should I should also kind of put it out there in Destiny one when they introduced Eververse, their their microtransaction store. They pretty much said flat out, it's like, look, we know there are some issues with microtransactions. However, we assure you all of the microtransactions that are made in destiny one will go to producing free content for destiny one. And it did. Yeah. We got so, some, we got some pretty decent content. Yeah. We, we one. got, we that. got the Valentine's day event where it, which had a new, like new shaders and mm-hmm. new ghosts and a really cool with... multiplayer mode. We had, um, uh, a lot the, of different like uh, Malik update where we got like stuff, yeah Malik, stuff like that a couple uh, like, like a strike and some stuff like we that. got we got some really neat updates out of it and, and, and it seemed to be like hey this is cool they're actually putting the money towards the development of the game this is awesome it doesn't feel that way in destiny 2 and it never has because right from the offset they were really pushing the the eververse store like it was Hey, here's Eververse. Hey, go to Eververse because Eververse has a gift for you. Hey, there's Eververse. Blah, 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 blah. And they're always pushing you back to Eververse. And and for the most part, I was willing to let... not I wouldn't say a lot of it slide. There was a lot of it that rubbed me the wrong way. Like the whole shaders being... All the cool shaders being through Eververse and being single-use only reeks of suspicion having all the cool stick gear and uh, like the cool armor sets and all of your legendary and exotic sparrows and ships and 
everything come through Eververse just felt wrong. The Dawning has made no effort to dispel the idea that Bungie and Activision are gunning for your wallet. Yep. Everything like this. It has one of the coolest armor sets out for the game right now. And you are essentially all going through Eververse to get it. Uh, there is this neat thing with like snowballs appearing in levels and, and, <laughs> and that's kind of interesting and fun. And, yeah, that's... but like all the cool stuff you can all the, like the coolest stuff that you can earn, you're earning by either paying money or you're getting like a couple of these winter loot boxes over. I think it's like a two week event. Yeah. Which cool two weeks to get a full set of gear and, and, you know, and the sh- exotic ships and stuff like that, you might be able to get if you don't pay money, maybe. And to be fair to them, they're also saying, well, you, you'll be able to buy every single item in the dawning loot boxes through the Eververse store for Bright Dust. And for people who don't know what Bright Dust is, whenever you break down something you get from Eververse, it turns into Bright Dust, which you can then use in Eververse to just buy an I like a single item that usually rotates weekly. In the case of the dawning, it rotates daily. And I gotta say, that doesn't make me feel any better about the whole dawning thing because it's like it still means you had to grind out Everest loot boxes either through playing the game, which we found out recently was kind of uh not legit. Um or you had to spend a shit ton of money in the Eververse store. It's just like it it leaves a bad taste in one's mouth. Yeah. And I don't yeah. feel confident going into next year that oh, I'm this done. is going to get any yeah. better. Yeah, I'm d- I'm totally done with Destiny, which is a sad thing to say. So, all right, Thomas, yeah. what is it? What's your is it is it Destiny 2? I think two? it's Destiny 2 because it's just like I I was really hoping the dawning would be the like the turnaround point. It's like, hey, we know we've put you through some bullshit. Here's the dawning. You know, here's all this cool stuff. Earn it. Yep. Instead, it was here's all this cool stuff. Open your wallet. Destiny yeah. 2, you are my most disappointing game for 2017. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy to say, but okay. Let's move on and let's go ahead and talk about some games we're anticipating. So let's talk about some things we're getting hyped for. So get the hype train rolling. (laughs) Um, Hype trains coming through. So games that are coming out next year. I'm going to let Alan go because since Alan had to sit there and listen to us talk about Destiny and for like (laughs) 20 minutes. I could have told you that game sucked before it even came. (laughs) Uh, Talking shit. Unfortunately, uh, this is the one that's tough for me. I... I don't look that far ahead. I just got a Switch, so I'm I'm really looking forward to playing some Switch games in 2018. Um, I was listening to what you guys were saying rather than searching. Yeah, that was probably a poor choice. Uh, especially That's because okay. you just talked about Destiny for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, let's, let's discuss this a little bit, right? So, um, I don't know. I don't want to give away your game, so... Okay. Uh, you're yeah, not I'd gonna say get, just not go gonna, for it. Yeah, just just uh, just if you got a couple, just I mean, there's I, I can I can just I can just roll off some of the games that are out next year, um, and then you can. I would say your, I'm I'm looking forward to Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yep. Um, as am I. 
I hope it's more. I, it looks like it's going to be like a Marvel vs. Capcom fighter game, which would be cool. Yep. More like the Hyper Dimension, like the old Nintendo, yep. Super Nintendo ones that were a lot of fun. Yeah, that comes out in at the end of January. Uh, and then, um, of course, everyone's looking forward to Red Dead Redemption, uh, the oh, yeah. City of Final Fantasy. I think, I think, um, as of right now, and it's and probably just because it's coming so soon. I think Dragon Ball Fighters will probably be the first game released in 2008 that I play in 2018. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. I, it looks it looks sweet. Um, I really like the Street Fighter type fighting game. So it's like Street Fighter and it's Dragon Ball Z. Um, it's going to be great. Um, it's getting really good reviews so far. Uh, it, it may come to Switch uh, in the end of the year. They haven't really announced whether it's going to or not. I'm just going to get it for PS4. Yeah. Um. All right, Thomas. So, I got a few. Okay. Uh, I mean, we got Red Dead Redemption. Yep. Like I said, I think, uh, like Alan said, I think we're everybody kind of has that on their list because it's Red Dead Redemption. The first one was amazing, and it's Rockstar who's been eventually knocking it out of the park. Oh, for sure. Um. So, can't really say that isn't on your anticipated list. Oh yeah. Uh. Mech Warrior Five Mercenaries. Uh, I'm really excited to see another Mech Warrior game. I'm a little, I'm a little annoyed that it's still in the hands of the guys who did Mech Warrior Online, mostly because the events of Mech Warrior Online, although I guess it has gotten quite a bit better, uh, and most of that was publisher related, from what I understand. I don't. I would I would say that the developer had a lot more hand in whatever nonsense was there. Like if you, if you look up MechWare online and ghost heat, that will tell you all you need to know about that whole mess. Yeah. Um, but from what I've seen of MechWarrior five gameplay and from what I've been hearing, it looks good. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, there's also in the MechWarrior, Well, in MechWarrior is in the BattleTech series. And there happens to also be a BattleTech game coming out. Uh, made by the same guys who did the Shadowrun Reborn series, oh, okay. which looks really good. And I would highly recommend if you like tactical games, check that out. Uh, looks absolutely beautiful. Looks a lot of fun. But I think right now, right now, my most anticipated game is a little game called Monster Hunter World. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's sweet. Yeah, um, I have been a huge fan of Monster Hunter series. I played the one on the PlayStation 2, and good lord, that game is rough. <laughs> um, but I have been a fan of that game since the first one on the PlayStation 2, and just kind of have been with the series even when it transitioned to the Wii and to the How many hours did you put in the Wii one? Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I would say two, three hundred hours on the Wii one. Um, nice. I think the one I put the most time into, though, would be the would be Freedom Unite. Actually, um, the one for the PSP. That was the that was the last one for the PSP. Monster Hunter Freedom okay. Unite. That one was around five six hundred hours, and Dang. then my copy got stolen. Oh no! Yeah, and my PSP at the time. So, man, <laughs> that's the only reason that was at six hundred hours. Uh. And then, geez, like I have put a lot of time into the DS ones. And I know a lot of people who are also looking forward to Monster Hunter World. Like I have. I am. 
several you are uh i have several friends who i've introduced the series to and they become big fans of the series telling me it's like oh uh like we're all ready for this like i have friends that i've played destiny 2 with in the last week because yeah i still log on to destiny 2 even though i don't i'm not really happy with the game i don't really i had i didn't have much else to do i didn't have a switch at the time um and uh, we were talking about it. it's like yeah destiny 2 sucks but it's really just killing time until monster hunter comes out yeah like that's how big of a game this is kind of growing into and the beta had hit and the beta was a lot of fun like they gave us a few hunts and everything felt good and all the things i was worried about i ended i came out of not worried at all like yeah. Monster Hunter has some some Monster Hunter World has some big changes on the how you track monsters because it's the first open world Monster Hunter. Usually you'd have to transition between different small maps when you're going around a large map. Now it's all just one big map. Um which is really really cool. And so they they added a couple things that in the videos looks really intrusive the the scout flies in practice. It feels really good. And I'm now just kind of gushing about this game because holy fuck, I'm really excited about Monster Hunter World. Yeah, it looks sweet. Um, I've not, I've never, I've never really gotten. I own like one or two of the Monster Hunter games. I've played like a little bit of them, but this is one is more like okay, now I got like my PS4 and like we have like a good group on. So, oh yeah, you. I mean, so one of our friends uh, has a PS4, but he doesn't have, uh, he doesn't have a, a PlayStation Plus account because he's like, I don't really want to pay for that. I don't know how much I'll use it. I don't know anything about that. And after the beta hit, he because it was a I was the first one was PlayStation this Plus Tim. only. This is Tim. Okay. Um he was like he texted me, he's like, All right, I don't want to ask this, but I have to know how was the beta. And I was just kind of I kind of gushed to him about it. He's like, Son of a bitch, I'm gonna have to get <laughs> PS Plus. <laughs> yeah. So they did like, the yeah. uh, the second beta they did was uh they didn't ps plus didn't it i saw it did not something about that yeah, so that's that was cool. pretty cool did, of them to put that out and probably smart oh yeah, oh, yeah. like yeah. It, it is this is a game that sells systems like monster hunter if you're not familiar with it is a game about <laughs> hunting monsters who would have guessed essentially you go out you fight a monster you collect its parts you collect stuff from the world you go back to a little hub town and you build up your armor from the parts you collected and as you go, you build better armors, better gears. You can hunt big, bigger monsters and more dangerous monsters. So you can get better parts to build better gear. And that's the loop. Really simple, really engaging, really fun. Um, and it's just... That game was at one point so popular that when the PlayStation 3... Uh, when... Monster Hunter Tri was a first announced. It was announced mistakenly for the PlayStation 3. What ended up happening is that it sold a ton of systems just based on the announcement <laughs> that it was coming out for the PlayStation 3, only to have to have Sony come out and say, hey, hold on, wait a second, wait a second. That's not correct. We don't <laughs> have we don't have Monster Hunter 3. That would That's be awesome. Nintendo. <laughs> they had a record number of system returns after oh, that god. announcement. Oh god. But yeah, no, Monster Hunter Monster World 3. is Okay. All right. I, I well, want to add, sorry, Matt. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. 
Um, uh, this isn't, I guess, for sure coming out this year, this next year, but I, I think it probably will, considering they have so much stuff on it already. But Mountain Blade, Warband, or Bannerlord, Mountain Blade. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. New Mountain Blade. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. For, for sure. My brother has over like a thousand hours in Mountain Blade, and he's like, like he's he's always telling me to get it um okay uh well for me it comes down to a handful of games uh, as we mentioned red dead redemption 2 dragon ball fighters metal gear survive i'm actually looking forward to um i know when it was first announced uh, we were so uh, done with it but i'm i'm gonna get I wanna it see, i want to see what they do i'm not i'm gonna really... get it i'm at metal gear is my favorite franchise i'm gonna get it and i'm gonna play <laughs> it it's just a pachinko game isn't it I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's a giant pachinko booth. They kind of wheel into your apartment. Then you spend all your money, and they wheel it out. But for me, um, I mean, there's some games that may come out next year. Um, I highly doubt Metroid Prime Four is actually coming out next year. But then again, I don't know because I don't really know what Nintendo's big game is going to be next year, and that's the only one that's big that has been at least announced. Yeah. Um. So if that does come out, well, that could easily take my. <laughs> my spot um there's the spider-man game but i think easily for me um this game was announced it was supposed to come out this year so much more likely to actually come out next year and that is ace combat 7 oh yes thank god we are returning back to strangreal which is the ace combat world which is kind of this like alternative um world uh like earth um and it's, so it's jet it's, combat it's, is really crazy and yeah really and it's, popular. it's awesome i love the ace combat series i've played all oh, the games so i love them all so much um it's it's it is the reason i actually want to get a psvr um like just simply for ace combat 7 um so to be get, fair i would just get a p i would get a pc version because psvr is actually not that good yeah well i'm getting on playstation so fair enough yeah. Oh, so alive, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it coming out of PC? It is. Oh, well then maybe, okay, maybe I will. We'll see about that, but I'll probably get the PS4. I don't know. Anyway, Ace Either. Combat seven. Um, yeah, I love it. Ace Combat six is like one of my favorite games of all time. Um, it's so hard for me because I love all the Ace Combat games. Um, I started back on the, on the day on PS one air combat, which then turned into Ace Combat two, three, mm-hmm. I, own all, I own all of the games, but really the last Ace Combat to come out, there was a free-to-play one, Ace Combat Infinity, which was kind of dumb, not that good, um, was Ace Combat <sighs> Assault Horizon. God, it like pains yep. me just to even talk about it. Um, I mean, so they put like Ace Combat in like our world, and it's like, yeah, yeah it's dumb. The, the helicopter, st- there's like a helicopter style, it's kind of cool. It's not Ace Combat, okay? I'm not playing Ace Combat to fly helicopters, okay? I'm playing Ace Combat... <laughs> fly like f-16s f-22 raptors f-35s you know and it's it's the only place where you can fly an f-35 without having it fail (laughs) right yeah because they actually work in that game unlike in real life where they're (laughs) it's like a trillion dollar disaster um but it's so good i so ace combat 6 was one of the first games i got was one of the first games i actually really played on like xbox live back in the day and oh my god so freaking awesome um Really, the only thing I've had to play that like that in the in the last bit has actually been Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. Actually, the like Starfighter part of Battlefront is my favorite part because it's actually pretty good, um, like the X Wing stuff. Second, and it's, yeah. sorry, what'd you say? First or second Battlefront? Uh, they're both actually both Battlefront one and two. The like um, Starfighter part parts are 
good. It's actually my favorite part of Battlefront. Um, but anyway, so like that's what I've had to play lately. But now Ace Combat Seven is coming out. Now the planes have lasers on them. It's going to be sick. It's going to be awesome. I'm all in. I'm going to get <laughs> it. Day, I'm going to get it day one. I'm probably going to take the day off work. It's it's my game. It's my jam. So there you go. Ace Combat Seven. Okay, well, now it is that time. You know, break out the champagne. Um, if you're still listening, uh, it's, Aww, it's that time. You're saying people it's, don't listen to us? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is that time. Um, Alan, you may have to get your mic a little closer. It's kind of scratchy a little bit. We'll um, figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, Motherfucker still has to hold his goddamn mic to his Yeah, face. we got to get out. We got to get out a new mic. Um, <laughs> but okay, so game of the year. So the way this works, it is simply our favorite game of the year. Um, and we each mm-hmm. give an award. Um, and that's kind of how it works. Tiffany already gave her award to Breath of the Wild. I'm sure that's going to be some people's nominees. Um, Somehow not surprised. Not surprised. It was the Game Awards game of the year. Uh, have a fan um, who I mentioned in our last episode gave it to Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, so I just thought I'd mention that because that was kind of cool. Because um, anybody who leaves us a comment, we read them. Um, <laughs> and, and so that was like the one comment we got. So I read it. Uh, so <laughs> that's how we go. So, all right, uh, Thomas, I'm going to let you go first. All right. So there were definitely a few competitors for Game of the Year. Um, I mean, there's just there was just a ton of good games this year, actually. Like, yeah, you have really Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild, Nier Automata. You had a... Oh, I'm going to start blanking on names here because that's how it goes. But I think out of all the various titles, I think the one I enjoyed the most, I think the one I enjoyed absolutely the most was Nier Automata. Okay. So... I've been a big fan of Yoko Taro, the director of Nier Automata, ever since Drakengard, the first one. Um, mostly because the dude's a nutcase, and I absolutely love it. His stories are really, really out there and kind of counter-pop in terms of just, like, what is the norm for, you know, what you expect in, like, a JRPG. Drakengard kind of turned the whole thing on his head by saying, like, oh, well, if your character just goes around slaughtering enemies all the time, he's probably going to be a psychopath. Uh, All his friends are just monsters in their own right, including a cannibal who's essentially a crazed war orphan who thinks that the only safe place for children is in her stomach. Uh, A pedophile priest who has a whole sequence where he is just breaking down into tears as you slaughter a bunch of child soldiers uh just all sorts of crazy shit goes on in that game and that has been the absolute (sighs) his stories are all really crazy and really interesting and one of the weirdest fucking endings in drakengard is a canon ending where you end up in an alternate dimension that happens to be modern day tokyo having a rhythm bot- battle with an elder god before killing it and getting just killed by jet fighters which kicks off the near series <laughs> um of which near tomata is the most recent one uh where you are a combat android tasked with fighting a robot machine race for control of the earth in as a proxy for the humans currently living on the moon and what really makes this game out from his other games 
Yokotaro is a brilliant director in terms of his storyline and his characterization. His games are not all that fun to play. Uh, there's always been stuff missing from them, or they've always had some frustrating moments. Nier Automata is handled by Platinum Games. Like, for those who don't know, Platinum Games is probably one of the better... I don't know how to say this. They have some of the most solid gameplay in general in the last decade. Like, you have the Bayonetta series, you have Wonderful 100, you have uh, Metal Gear Rising, which... Mm-hmm. Give it like put aside whatever you feelings you have about Raiden as a character. Rising is a or sorry, not Rising Revengeance. What am I saying? Well, Metal it is, Gear Revengeance it's, 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 has yeah, it's yeah Rising Revengeance or whatever. Oh right, whatever. Either way, that game is incredibly fun to play. It is rock solid. Platinum Games knows what they're doing when they're making a fun game. Um, and then so you essentially now have Yokotar batshit insane storylines which near automata starting out like the first few hours are tame as hell like you're just like okay i don't see what the big draw of this game is it's just some weird fun action rpg thing uh and then it kind of takes the the express train into crazy town um but the whole time it's enjoyable to play which is definitely a new thing for a yoko taro game and I think that alone really kind of bumps it up to my game of the year. Some of the other games I played, I mean, like The Surge just feels like a, a, a mediocre Dark Souls. You have um, Breath of the Wild, which I had a lot of fun with, but I have a lot of issues with the way, like, just how tame that storyline is. And the fun kind of stops whenever it rains in that game because suddenly yeah, I, yep. everything becomes uh, more limited. You can't go anywhere anymore. Yeah, you're, you can't, like, you can't, you're like, well, I guess I'll hang out for a bit. Pretty much. Um, did you know that? Did you know that Nintendo had a, one of the early patches Nintendo put out for that game was to cause it to rain less because it was like I guess when it first came out it would like rained all the time. And oh so, yeah, like it was yeah. super common, and it was just like, well, I can't do anything now. Um, Neo was a lot of fun. Like Neo was a game I never had. I didn't have any problems with, but I think I thought that was going to be your game of the year. Well, I mean, Neo was definitely close, but near Tamata, just by being a Yoko Taro game that is fun to play, puts it so much higher for me than really anything else. Like I just, it's, it's a wonderful game. And if you have not enjoyed Yoko Taro's specific brand of madness, I would highly recommend Nier Automata just okay. to anybody. Okay. But yeah, that's my game of the year. All right, Alan. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, I didn't play Nier, although I, I will have a chance to soon. So that's good. Uh, Glad to hear. I did play Neo and I loved Neo. Um, I'm now playing Zelda. I've had it for about a week now. I do really enjoy it, um, but my game of the year is a game that I think is very similar to Zelda, but I think just does mm. a, a lot of things just a little bit better, uh, and that is Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, it, it's so in. I've, I'm playing Zelda now, and it's so similar to Horizon. To me, they just they feel like they're almost the same 
or game with just a little bit different execution and obviously different storytelling. And that's, I think, the biggest split between the two for me is the storytelling of Zelda. You mentioned that it's very tame story and it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't have, like, it doesn't yeah, have. It, it, it is told in flashbacks about characters that you barely know and you barely care about. Right. Like, and so as much as I love the puzzles, I love the world. It's fun to explore. Um, it's just, it doesn't feel as full as Horizon Zero Dawn does with all the story, with all the area. It feels like there's just more in each area. Whereas Zelda just kind of feels like it's sort of similar to how like Skyrim, it sort of just feels like a big area to be a big area. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Zelda has a little bit of that going for it. It's nice that that's cool and there's so much and the scenery is beautiful, but I think Horizon Zero Dawn was the first game of that open world for me that's felt like all the area was used. Like there's nothing that's useless about the area where it maybe could be a little bigger, but it would be less full. And so I wouldn't want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the graphically, it's probably the most beautiful game I played this year. <laughs> I, I would still put it above Zelda in, right. in that. I just like its style. The Zelda style is fine. I get why they did it because they don't have the super high HD that the other game systems have. So like doing that soft shaded stuff it makes it look better even though it's lower resolution so i get why they go with that style and it's the theme of you know the series but i think i, I, think, I think the think only you... thing that really annoyed me with horizon zero dawn though is there's no facial animations in that game except in cutscenes. i mean does zelda have facial animations yeah it does <laughs> it, it does yeah. yeah but i don't know i didn't i didn't you don't even horizon have zone. noses okay no but their <laughs> eyes move <laughs> and they smile and frown unlike Horizon Zero Dawn where it feels like it's not it, even really voice acted they just go hey I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you there I'm not putting Breath of the Wild over over Horizon Zero Dawn at all trust me I'm right there with you I'm yeah. just nitpicking at this point I mean at least it's not um, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda in the facial <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, at least there's not too many fa- facial animations <laughs> correct Weirdly conflicted uh, facial <laughs> animation. <laughs> it's almost like a practical infinity. Um, but so I, that would be my game of the year. Um, and you know, so a couple honorable mentions in there: Neo, um, yeah. Breath of the Wild. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play Xenoblade Chronicles or Mario Rabbit's Kingdom, but I would bet Mario Rabbit's Kingdom would be right up there, even though mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet. I will give Rabbit's it an Kingdom's a lot of fun because I'm yeah. that confident that it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and a game that um, I didn't really play, but I know is completely deserving of mentioning. Um, I know Thomas, you played this as Resident Evil. Yeah, seven was good. Um, it's just been that game that all year when we keep looking back, like what all came out this year, always look back we're like Resident Evil Seven came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so totally worth mentioning. So like, and, oh, and it's really okay. just the return to form from Capcom. That is a solid game, a solid choice. Like it's, it's definitely up there, but is it your game of the year? It is not my game of the year. Okay. So I have literally been going back and forth on this all year. Um, my, here are my nominees. So my nominees are breath of the wild, NBA playgrounds, Mario Odyssey, Sonic mania, and Xenoblade Chronicles two. 
So uh, came down to two, um, but I'm going to kind of wait to kind of reveal it. So I'll just kind of briefly talk about each game. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, um, talked so much about it this year, is I just love it. I fell in love with it. Um, I played like 80 hours. I'm replaying it again right now. I love the art style. I know the story is kind of weak, but for me, I just really like open world games. I like that. I like in this game that literally anywhere you see, you can go um, as long as it's not raining. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really like the soundtrack in this game. I like that it is just kind of like soft little piano, like odd strings. You know, it's just like odd little like licks it's, of it's, piano. It's, it, I just like it. I think, I think it just works. Like there are just sometimes where you're running around and it's like the sun's coming up and you're in a meadow and like the game, like the art style is just, I love the direction they went. Um, I like that it has ties to every Zelda game. I just think it's cool. Um, <laughs> I just like it. So breath, I mean, breath of the wild for me, it's just, it's right up there. Um, NBA playgrounds was a game that I was really surprised by. It was like really the game I played the most this summer. Um, honestly, one of the games I played most of this year, I just keep going back to it. It's just easy for me to just, I like sports games. Alan, and I've talked about that. Um, I just really like, I can just pop right in and play. Um, I think it's really balanced. Well, I think it is like, it's odd. There's oddly a lot of depth to it, um, for a sports game, which is just kind of interesting. Um, so I'm going to go in kind of chronological order here. Um, Sonic mania. So this is the game that I was most excited for this year. Um, Sonic Mania is phenomenal. Um, I th- the th- it's one of the games like when it's one of the best Sonic games ever. When you play it, uh, like it's always fresh and new, which is really interesting. Uh, my favorite part is when you get to the Poyo Poyo or Doctor Robotic <laughs> Machine Battle. Uh, it was just crazy. Like the fact that that was in there it was like I was smiling the entire time playing. Um, Super Mario Odyssey. Um, I am not really a big fan of Super Mario 64. Um, I know it's great. I just, I don't know. I, I think it's just because when I got around to playing it, I was so done with the N64 because I got an N64 late that like it was like I'd, I'd already played Sunshine. So I was kind of like, okay, I don't yeah, know. But maybe, do but maybe, yeah. So maybe for me, this would be like kind of playing Super Mario 64 for like the first time. Um, I just, I just really like Super Mario Odyssey. It's cool. I like, that there's like small little different levels. There's just so much to do in the game. Um, like it's not that long at first. And then you open up the rest of the game and you're like, Oh my God, this game is huge. Um, and I like that you're like always learning new little tips and tricks. Um, and it just, it, it like Alan, you were saying that you didn't like persona five because of the tutorial, I think that the tutorial in, in Mario Odyssey is that like, you just kind of learn as you go and the game will give you little hints and then it makes it more rewarding when you figure it out for yourself. Yeah, like that. that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. And I mean, the, there's, there's definitely characters in that game where you can run up to them. And they're like, Hey, have you looked at the action menu yet? And you can yep. just say, yeah, I have. And they're like, cool. Yep. Otherwise yeah. it just, it pulls up a screen that says, here are the different buttons. Here's what yep. they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just really cool. Like, it's like once I figured out, like, cause especially it's just so rewarding when like in Zelda, it's like, okay, how do I get there? And then once you get there, you figure it out. But in Mario, it's kind of like you see a star or in this case, a moon and you're like, I'll be able to like, I know that I'll figure out how to do that later. Cause there's so much to do. And so then once you do, once you figure something out, you're like, Oh God, now I got to run back. But like, you, you know, like, warp over to the other level and now i can do that and figure it out it's just really rewarding and it's it's a lot of fun to do um and then xenoblade chronicles 2 um so my biggest complaint of xenoblade chronicles x which is not really a complaint is that it's the most overwhelming game i've ever played 
I love Xenoblade Chronicles X. Like there's just <laughs> there's too there's too much to do. It's the only game I've ever played where I'm like, there's just too much. Like there's like thousands of missions in that game. I'm, I have over a hundred hours played and I'm like 30% done. It's just, it's too much. Um, and so Xenoblade Chronicles 2 streamlines it a little bit more and it's a little more story focused, um, which is kind of more in line with Xenoblade Chronicles as opposed to Xenoblade Chronicles X. Um, great soundtrack. I really like the voice acting. I know that's a complaint everyone has. It's like an all Scottish cast and I think it just works really well. Um, combat is a lot of fun. But it really came down to two games, and that was Breath of the Wild and Sonya for me. And the game that I don't know what it is, but I just loved so much, and my game of the year is Sonic Mania. I <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just like all the it's just all the trailers and everything, and I just it just hit me at the right moment of the year. And I just think it's great. There's an and Knuckles mode where you get to play like Sonic and Knuckles at the same time. Um, I I I know exactly what it is if you want to. It's really so to be fair, we both have had a a history with the Sonic series prior. Like we we played through Sonic 1, 2, 3 and Knuckles and. We played through all those games. We we watched Sonic kind of fall with the like the introduction of their 3D adventure games, which have been occasionally okay and usually pretty fucking terrible. Um, And it's just kind of like, oh, hey, this is the Sonic game we've been wanting since Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yep. This is this is the Sonic game that should have happened way sooner. Yeah. Well, and and like Generations was great. Like I love Generations because Generations reminded you of why you like Sonic in the first place. Yeah. This is what we've always wanted from Sonic. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of levels that are reused, like Green Hill Zone, Lava yeah. Reef, and Flying Battery, which as far as I'm concerned, Flying Battery is in it. So that's like the biggest plus for me. Like, <laughs> but even the new original Studioopolis is great. Like, and I was I watched reviews and like I watched a handful of reviews and they said that this felt like what Sonic would have been like on the Sega Saturn. Um, and it's it's totally true. Um, like even like Green Hill Zone, you're like there's just like the scrolling in the back, like the parallax scrolling is like more than the Genesis could handle, and it's just great. It's it's Sonic Mania. Um, it's like twenty bucks. It's like also like a hundred megabytes. Like I'm pretty sure you could run this game on your phone. Um, the special <laughs> the special stage, you get the Blue Sphere Zone from Sonic Three. Um, and like I played this game straight through, beat it, did like didn't have to use a continue or anything not because like it's easy but because i've just played sonic so much over the years <laughs> that i was just like that now he's just bragging now he's just bragging but it was i don't know but it, it was it was just i don't know like it was it's, it's, it's it, it really a return to form and yeah it's, it's good to see. yeah and i have a history with legend of zelda i mean i have just as rich of a history with legend of zelda but yeah this is just it's sonic mania it's great it's everything i've always wanted so there you go. There we go. Game okay. That is our game of the year. Um, so we have one for uh, Tiffany gave it to Breath of the Wild, Sonic Mania, uh, Near Automata, and Horizon Zero Dawn. So those are our four winners. So if you are yeah. a developer of one of those games, uh, you can pat yourself on the back. <laughs> and you have our thanks for having giving us some wonderful games this year. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Um, that is it for us as we close out the show and the year. Uh, twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen, uh, or twenty seventeen. Excuse me, twenty seventeen. 
2017 is in the books. Uh, good year for us. We uh, kind of moved formats um, still on YouTube, but now also doing Podbean iTunes. I think it's been a good, a good move for us. Uh, numbers certainly show so. So uh, <laughs> I'll take that. But uh, yeah, so 2018, uh, I have a lot planned. Um, my goal is to have five podcasts a month. Uh, and I think that it's be, doable. And I think we're going to hit it. Um, so that's what's going on. Have some bigger kind of videos and things planned. So got a, yeah, got a couple series brewing. We we Ab- some plans. Absolutely. So uh, yeah. Plans. So anything you guys want to say in closing? Closing out the year? Yeah. I mean, this year has been great, but it's been great because everybody who listens to us, you've all been wonderful. And I know I joke about me not looking at comments and not being available online, but I do check out. I check out our videos after they've gone up after like a week and I read through comments and take a look and like, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely been kind of crazy seeing our videos kind of start to swell and and see the response from people. And absolutely. Especially now that we've switched over to Podbean and iTunes. um, Oh yeah. Like seriously, every day. I don't know. Alan's doing something. <laughs> I think he's, he's scratching his face or something. Um, it is that crazy. Actually, scratchy it is, face, it is actually crazy to see like every day. It's like new, we like every day, yeah. like new followers, new people commenting and like, Hey, really? It's, wow. it's, it's definitely really exciting. And I really, I hope you join us in 2018 and I hope you tell people about us and yeah. So, uh, Alan, help us, help us kind of grow up. I mean, there's lots of the the possibilities are endless. If Matt's here, we could record something like every night. Why not? Like yeah. twenty yeah. minutes, yeah, you know, whatever it is. So that and that's that's the, that's my goal. Twenty eighteen is for Matt. Matt moving back to, to, move back, to move back to Portland. Beaver so, yep. So, <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, I have yeah. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with that. Um, that is a certainly a possibility and a very good possibility. So, oh yeah. Um, okay guys, well that is it for us. So as always, thanks for listening.